Coming up, Universal is offering an awesome ticket deal. Volcano Bay will be closing for a couple months, and Super Nintendo World in Japan has an opening date on this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 275 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, here to talk about recent news out of Universal Orlando and apparently out of Japan as well. Let's start off by talking about Universal's latest ticket offer. Now through January 6, 2020, if you buy a two-day, two-park ticket, you will receive three days extra for free. That's correct, a five-day, two-park ticket for the price of a two-day, two-park ticket. The best part of this deal is you have plenty of time to use it. While you have to purchase your tickets before January 6, 2021, you have until August 31st, 2021 to actually use the tickets. Universal is clearly targeting those who are planning a summer vacation for 2021, and the deal makes it hard to pass up. Universal just recently ended their two days free with a two-day, two-park ticket, so it appears that they'll continue with the strategy of offering extra days for the time being until the crowd levels start to turn around at Universal Orlando. But, hey, I, I'd say whatever they need to do to get more people buying tickets, just go ahead and do it. I don't know if the strategy after this promotion ends is to go back to the two days free, or maybe they extend this promotion for even longer past January 6, 2021. Maybe they come up with something completely different. I, I don't know. I also would expect at some point in time to see the annual pass holder offers, like get six months extra for free when you buy your annual pass. I think I think we're just going to continually see a whole bunch of special offers being put out there until Universal gets back into the swing of things with normal crowd levels, normal spending, more hotels opening back up. And and that's great for those of us who want to go to Universal, who do go to Universal. Uh, and, and for everyone else, well, it doesn't hurt you out there. But I mentioned crowds and crowd levels, so I should probably take a couple seconds here to actually talk about the crowd levels at the parks recently. Uh, the the big thing that we are seeing at Universal Orlando are the weekend crowds. Weekends just continue to be crazy at Universal Orlando Resort. And right now, the day that this is being released and recorded, we are still in the holiday weekend. But uh, it's easy to say that the crowds did surge this past weekend for Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day, whichever way you call it. Uh, there were crowds that came to Universal and it surged inside the parks and it caused them to close temporarily to any guests who weren't staying at Universal Orlando hotels. 
This is definitely becoming a trend at Universal on the weekends. So if you can avoid being there on Saturday and Sunday, I would avoid it. I know that's uh, a lot of the the times that locals can actually get out because the parks aren't open late enough on weekdays. I know people are still coming in for long weekends and such. So the weekends are the only viable time to actually show up at Universal, but it is busy on weekends. It's not a place you want to be if you don't have to be there, especially right in the uh, mid-afternoon period. That's when it seems to always be the worst on weekends. So I say avoid it if you can. If you can't, you know, that's uh, that's it's sad, but uh, get there on the weekdays. Weekday crowd levels are definitely mixed right now. It's slower than it was before the COVID-19 closure, but it's and it's completely different than it was during the first couple months of reopening. It is a lot busier on weekdays, too, but it's still much better than weekends. Every time I've been on a weekday, you know, the walkways are clear around Universal Studios, Florida, but wait times for the attractions, especially the popular attractions, are ranging anywhere between like 45 and 90 minutes. And meanwhile, on most days, the haunted houses, uh, of course, Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein Lives and Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, which are open every day through November 1st, they are struggling to get to like 15 minute waits. They are just constantly at a five minute wait or 10 minute wait. And most of the time, it's just walking right through. And I don't know if that's because casual park attendees aren't interested in the houses or if they've already done them enough that they don't feel like they need to continue doing them or if it's just a situation where those houses can chew through people and they can really eat them up and that's what's keeping the wait town times down I, i'm not sure what it is but it is interesting to see that right now for for october that everyone is so excited that these houses are open up during the daytime and yet not a lot of people are are causing it to be higher wait times at those attractions and at the houses. And then the rest of the attractions around the park are just constantly battling high crowds. So that's that's interesting at Universal Studios Florida. And over at Islands of Adventure, walkways are always a lot more congested. I think that's just because of the design and layout of that park, unlike a lot of the wide open spaces of Universal Studios Florida. But wait times, as I, I've been paying attention on the app and anytime I've been over at, at Islands of Adventure, they're, they're actually not that out of control. So Hagrid's, of course, is the, the popular attraction of the year and will be for for the foreseeable future and it's it's kind of the busiest right now usually bouncing around like a 45 minute wait and a 90 minute wait you know earlier in the morning it's very common for people to get on once or twice before the crowds really start rolling in so Hagrid's isn't out of control but it's also not it's not you know, it's not unfeasible to to do multiple times as well too so the the rest of the park is obviously a lot slower than what it is at Hagrid's. A lot of attractions are basically staying at a 45-minute or less wait time. And, of course, it, it all changes and fluctuates. You know, if if lots of people go and line up for the Hulk at the same time, that's going to shoot up in a wait time. Same thing for Spider-Man. It, it's all fluctuating. But Hagrid seems to be the busiest, and everything else is is not really comparing to what's going on at that attraction. 
And if you want to uh, contribute to the crowd levels at Universal Orlando Resort and you're a Florida resident, uh, you can actually still take advantage of the buy a day and get the rest of the year through December 24th, 2020 free, uh, that deal. And the offer was extended through November 3rd, 2020. So there's plenty of time left for you to take advantage of the offer. Also, select annual passes for Florida residents are discounted up to $100 if you want a full year of fun beyond December 24th, 2020. So uh, if, if you do want an annual pass, you want to become an annual pass holder, there's that option. Or if you just want to go through December 24th, 2020, you have an option there and just decide what you want to do. Or you can decide to do nothing. That's always an option as well, too. Moving on to Volcano Bay. Universal Orlando will be closing Volcano Bay temporarily on November 2nd as part of a seasonal closure. Currently, Universal plans on reopening the water park on or before March 1st. During this period, Universal will conduct annual maintenance on several attractions and areas of the park, which is typical for water parks to do during winter months for maintenance purposes. So it works out. Volcano Bay already had their operating days shortened to five days a week with the decision to close the park on every Tuesday and Thursday. That happened back on September 8th, but a closure for this length is new for Universal. The current plan is to only close Volcano Bay for this season, but it could always become a recurring downtime in the future for Universal if they decide they like this. Obviously, this closure affects a lot of guests, including those who already have purchased tickets to Volcano Bay for this time frame, as well as annual pass holders who have Volcano Bay included in their pass. Guests who have purchased a three-park ticket, including Volcano Bay, can modify their tickets to a two-park ticket by calling 877-801-9720. And for guests who have a three-park multi-day vacation package, you can also modify your vacation package by calling the same number and you'll receive a Universal Orlando gift card for the retail price of the tickets plus an extra 20%. And it can also be canceled for a full refund. Three park annual pass holders that are valid beginning November 2nd will receive two additional months to compensate for Volcano Bay's seasonal closure, and pass holders can also modify their pass to a two park pass and be reimbursed for the Volcano Bay portion of the remainder of their pass term. Volcano Bay is scheduled to reopen no later than March 1st, 2021, so guests can still purchase tickets for visits beginning March 1st, 2021. But three-park annual passes will not be available to purchase now through February 28th, 2021, since Volcano Bay will be closed. I think this is actually a really smart move on Universal's part, but let's get the uh, the bad part of it out of the way. And that is that a lot of team members are going to lose their positions for the time being while Volcano Bay is closed. But fortunately for them, the closure is only temporary, so they will not be permanently laid off, just furloughed, and they will come back to work when the park does reopen. In terms of the maintenance that they're going to do on the park, I I think they have a lot of changes that need to be made. If you follow the Orlando Sentinel, they have been reporting on a lot of injuries that have taken place at Volcano Bay over the past couple of years since the water park opened. And it is shocking how often people get hurt at Volcano Bay and how badly they they get hurt when they are there. And I know that during the media preview, I 
ended up getting not hurt on a slide, but the raft gave away under me and flipped me over and it was bad and it was on camera because it was one of the opportunities we had to be filmed on on the the rides at volcano bay so i know firsthand that some of the slides there are are pretty intense and i there was multiple times going on the slides at volcano bay over the years where i felt like it's not extremely safe so it's not a surprise or shock to me that people have gotten hurt at volcano bay and if this closure time gives universal a chance to actually look at what may be causing some of these injuries at the park then that is just a big benefit for them and i hope they're able to to do that maintenance to to make it safer and then also just general maintenance of making everything look nice around the park it's it's a it's a theme park in a sense i I don't want to say that it is a theme park i mean it is a themed environment and when the theming starts to be chipped away and starts looking bad then it really ruins the immersion so hopefully they can fix everything that they need to and the park can reopen and you know it's a perfect time for it to close anyways because it's going to get colder eventually in orlando people stop going the park ends up closing more often because of lower temperatures so it just makes sense and even down the road at disney they they go back and forth between uh either volcano not volcano bay geez that's what i'm talking about between typhoon lagoon and blizzard beach closing so even disney takes its water parks down for for a seasonal period and universal will probably start making this more of a regular thing if if it just becomes something that that makes sense at at the very least maybe they'll they'll continue not having the park open as as often throughout the week uh, in years to come but Oh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with Volcano Bay and when it reopens. But at least you have options if you already have a, a ticket for it or you are planning on getting tickets. You you know your options now. Finally, let's head to Universal Studios Japan and Super Nintendo World. Universal Studios Japan sent out a press release announcing that the much-anticipated Super Nintendo World will be opening in early 2021. So if you were hoping that it was coming out in 2020, like it was originally intended before the world caught on fire and went crazy, well, that's not happening. But hey, early 2021 is great. And for most of us who can't even travel there anyways, uh, for the time being, well, that's, that's just sad. I just made myself sad. So let's keep going on. As we all know, this will be the first theme park area based on the characters and worlds of Nintendo and will feature shops, attractions, restaurants, and experiences based around fan favorites like Mario and Yoshi. Prior to the opening of the new Super Nintendo World area, the world's first Mario Cafe and store will open in the Hollywood area of Universal Studios Japan on October 16th. The new cafe and store will feature exclusive themed food and merchandise in an immersive and authentic atmosphere. The exterior of the cafe and store will feature an oversized Mario and Luigi hat sculptures, as well as the iconic red and green color scheme from the Mushroom Kingdom. The interior will include checkered floors based on the iconic Mario Kart racing flags, LED signs, and a luminous sky ceiling. Guests will be able to order from a themed menu that features items such as Super Mario pancake sandwiches and cream sodas. 
They can even drink their favorite beverage inside a super mushroom souvenir bottle. Located next to the cafe, the shop will offer merchandise with original Universal Studios Japan designs that feature characters including Mario, Luigi, and Princess Peach. Guests will be able to accessorize and show off their iconic Mario looks. Stylish pouches, smartphone cases, keychains, and more will be available in the store. And I am super excited about the opportunities that will be available with the food and beverage. Uh, in particular, the pancake sandwiches that they, they mentioned in there just look amazing. It's a Mario hat and a Luigi hat. It, it looks like everything that I expect you to find at the, at the Asian parks for Universal or Disney. It just looks beyond anything else that we do in Florida for the most part. And it is something that I really, really want and will hopefully have a chance to get one day. It'd be even better if they could bring it here so I could have it, but hopefully out there. And the the mushroom sipper cup, I cannot foresee a world in which this does not come to Universal Orlando Resort as well as Universal Studios Hollywood. It's just about how long it will take for us to get it over here, but it is a it's it's an interesting looking cup and it is going to be very very popular and uh maybe it will really thrust Universal into a foray of different uh, drinking vessels beyond that which they already offer like for you know they have the the wizarding world of harry potter butterbeer cups and they've got they've got some of the ones in the simpsons area but they never really have knocked it out of the park with specialty drinkware beyond uh beyond like halloween horror nights and and other special events so maybe maybe this is the big next step for for universal with getting into these fun souvenir uh, food and beverage vessels and such, and I'm I'm looking forward to to the potential that it has, and I, I really hope that we are able to actually get this store and and restaurant because the the cafe and store are basically being put in their Schwab's pharmacy and dark room in the Hollywood section, and if you haven't been to our Universal Studios Florida in a long time or you just don't pay attention as you're walking through. We actually have the exact same locations in the park, so it would be really cool to see Universal Orlando just copy and paste it into our park so we can have maybe a preview of what's to come while we sit and wait in agony for Super Nintendo World to start construction here, uh, let alone even the thought of it actually opening, but just starting construction on it. But I also wouldn't bet on that happening, but I'm going to keep on dreaming because I would love to have a preview in the way of food and beverage and merchandise. I would be even more thrilled if we had a preview center where we could see a model of Super Nintendo World because it's not a surprise that it will look very similar to what is at Universal Studios Japan when ours is finally built, of course, we're probably going to have even more Nintendo than Universal Studios Japan has, and Universal Studios Hollywood is going to have a little bit less, but it would it would be cool to be able to see more and really ramp up that anticipation. So I am uh, I'm hoping that we get a little Nintendo love thrown our way sooner than later. It's something that I think we could all use as Universal fans right now, but we'll just have to keep waiting, see what happens.
And that's going to do it for the Universal News this week and this episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Please, if you can, take a moment and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so yet. I would really, really appreciate it. And this week, I want to thank Shung NGFV, uh, Mary Raspberry, Snow White RP, Mom03, Kaylika, Christy Hertz 0617, Rose 21 Colon, Chinfinite, Skyhop Gal, B Nukem 1176, Emily X113, Mem Brian, and KY Birdie for the five star reviews. And please, 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 everyone else out there, keep continuing leaving feedback on this format change and just anything you can about the show. I, I know a lot of reviews are mentioning Rhino and uh, us together as co hosts and such. So I'm going to try to get on a schedule where he can contribute to these audio episodes as well, too, so we don't lose his takes. Like, I would have loved to have his take here on the Universal Studios Japan information with Super Nintendo World because he is even uh, more of a fan of Nintendo than I am and I'm a pretty big Nintendo fan but he's uh he's even beyond me so it would have been awesome to have his take on it but hey right now he's actually at at Animal Kingdom probably doing a live stream that is entertaining at least a couple people who are listening to this so uh, you know he's he's a busy guy I'm a busy guy but we'll try to get back on a schedule where he he can contribute more to this and we'll get it all figured out. But thank you for your patience for the meantime while we're working on it. And hopefully we can craft the best show that is most entertaining and helpful to everyone out there. If you don't follow us on YouTube, also, please make sure to subscribe to youtube.com slash disunplugged and youtube.com slash WDW info for Universal and Disney content. We should have a new Universal video going up sometime later this week or the weekend. Uh, but if you're listening to this in like five years from now, then that doesn't matter at all. And that's probably a good reason why I shouldn't really date it with a timely talk like this right at the end. But anyways, thanks for joining me this week for the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you again for another episode soon. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. Bye.